0: Pastors, Larry and Tiz, welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for this time that we can come and gather and study your Word Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. We ask you to come and move about this room, touching our hearts, changing our lives. May your teaching and revelation increase us in the things of you. I pray this now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, I'm going to start with a quote that I uh, shared last week. I started last week, or not last week, but the week before. I started off by sharing three different quotes pertaining to leadership. This particular quote I wanted to reuse because it has the focal of our teaching today. Now, here is the, uh, here is the uh, quote. There is no such thing as a self-made spiritual leader. A true leader influences others only because the Holy Spirit works in and through them at a greater degree than those they lead. Amen? Amen. So today we're going to be discussing the Holy Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit in our leadership. Yeah. As I got out there and began to study, and I don't know why, I do know why, because I've been praying to God knowing that I was going to come teach. I'm like, Lord, I know you have me on this leadership program. I know it's probably more for me than anybody, so I can increase. Uh, I said, "What, what, what do I need to look at? People teach all the time about how Jesus led his disciples and how we uh, become uh, and strive to become more like Christ and leading like Christ, but we're only human. We're not Jesus. We're human. So it's important that we understand how the Holy Spirit works in us, through us, and what the role of the Holy Spirit is for us to be an effective leader. Amen? Amen. All right. So, uh, first scripture this morning is Acts 20, verse 28. If you have your Bibles, and I'm reading from the NIV. My word says, Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church. Shepherds is also a form of leadership, be leaderships of the church of God which he bought with his own blood. Amen? So I'm going to, again, again, I'm going to discuss how the Holy Spirit plays a significant role in helping us lead the church. And I'm also going to uh, share with you the various ways that the Holy Spirit leads us as we lead the people of God. Amen? So our subject is the Holy Spirit in church leadership. If you like titles, it's titled Holy Spirit Role in Leadership. My goal today is that we become more sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit uh, through our leadership, and that we grow into an impactful leader. This is my purpose: that we grow into an, an impactful leader for the kingdom of heaven. Amen. All right. Six and six significant roles that are played. Role number one: the Holy Spirit guides us and gives us wisdom. Amen. Real simple, as uh, for us, as that has been serving God for any length of time. But a lot of people do not, do not yield to the guidance. Believe it or not, there's a lot of leaders out there throughout the ministries of, the, of our nation and world. Now, they don't understand this. They, they do it on their own flesh because of the high they get from being a leader and all the praises from the people. You know that. That's why it's so important that we humble ourselves and that we receive guidance and wisdom. That helps us to make sound decisions. It also helps us to find direction and clarity in our in the work that we're doing. It also gives us the um, uh, that gives us the ability to understand our purpose and identity in our role. Of course, our purpose can vary, but our identity is always the identity of Christ in our life. Amen. I remember uh, as I was writing that down, I went back to a point in time. It was a couple of, a few years ago that Laura and I were attending a, small, a smaller church, but a planted church, just got planted. It was probably not even a year old. And uh, we weren't in any kind of leadership role at all. Uh, we were just attending and, and networking and meeting people. And the next thing uh, we were told was that the senior pastor was leaving the church, the guy that planted it, and he'd only been there a year. He's getting ready to leave his flock. All these people joined him and helped him get this thing launched, and now he's leaving. And some of it had to do a lot with his ego and because the church wasn't growing as fast as he expected it to grow. And so he started looking around for another job, and he got another job as a pastor working for a yeah, you know, working for a church off somewhere in Texas. So anyway, where I'm going with that story is that the elder, there's only one elder in that church at the time, came to Laura and I and said, hey, man, do you mind coming along with us and at least helping us in the interim until we get a pastor in there? And we agreed to do that. I mean, I, 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 didn't, I didn't want to see these people. Of course, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for any kind of position or anything like that by no means. I have a business. I'm busy. I, I wasn't looking for any of that. But what I wanted to do was be obedient to God to where these people would have some additional help in navigating the waters with the experience that Laura and I have, have experienced, just like as you know, coming in and just helping these people along you wouldn't believe how united and how these people came together. You know, there was six families involved in that and how they seek God's wisdom, and how they seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We would meet every Monday night and we would discuss the service and how things went. We would discuss and help the people who were in need in the congregation. I mean, it was kind of an axe to church. You know, even kind of laughed about it a little bit, because we all pulled together. And we we helped navigate that church for seven months before they got a shepherd in there. And, and I mean, it was a lot of prayer. I mean, it was a lot of prayer on Monday night for that guy to come. It was a lot of prayer through the week for that. Um, you know, we, we just had to undergird all of us, the body that was there. But it was a great experience. And I actually saw... Come in, come in. Who do you need? We actually got to see God working in the guidance and wisdom of his word through these people, amen? So role number two is the empowerment and anointing. The Holy Spirit empowers leaders with spiritual gifts. He empowers us with spiritual gifts, but he anoints us to do a specific role. We have the giftings, but then he, he gives us the anointing uh, to fulfill that role and to be effective in that role. We can try to do it on our own. And you may be somewhat effective, but not near as effective as you can be with the Holy Spirit. Amen? He anoints and gifts us for the special role. Now, in Romans twelve eight, leadership is considered a gift to the body. Did you know that? It is, along with the Prophesying, the serving, the teaching, the encouraging, the generosity, and and the showing of mercy. You know, I I read that and I read that, but boy, that seemed to jump off the pages on a Tuesday morning as I'm outside studying this. I'm like, and also, we belong to one another. We belong to each other. You know, and you guys may realize that, but I, I just, I just. We, if you don't have the spirit, you don't you don't understand that. You're like, I don't belong to anybody. I do my own thing. Well, I don't want to do my own thing. And if you you know, and that job over there, that's that's not. I'm, I'm above that. I'm not going to do that. No, 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 no. We all know that. We all know that. So, the the spirit also leads and fulfills the responsibilities as leaders. But here's a warning. If you are trying to lead on your own without the anointing of the Holy Spirit, effective leadership is difficult. But here's the answer. Spend time in prayer, study God's word, and seek godly counsel. Those are the things that helps us receive guidance and wisdom. Amen? All right. I was uh, a student pastor, and I, not I, and I were student pastors for almost five years at another little church in Fort Worth. And uh, we were promoted from student pastors to young adults and young marrieds. And we also had older marrieds in our group. You know, we had a pretty good, pretty such group. But the thing I'm getting at uh, about um, this, this is the student pastor that came in. Uh, he was at one time one of my students, and he went to CMF and I, and then he came in, and uh, he uh, he knew the challenges that I was faced, but he didn't quite understand it. So at times he would come to me, asking me for some guidance and wisdom and direction to help him with that, uh, because at times the senior pastor wasn't available to help him, and he was in a crisis. At that time, you know, students can be pretty tough at times. I don't know if anybody's been a student minister, but uh, boy, they can get pretty challenging. But man, you just love on them. You know, God always told them, God, God always told me, love them and tell them the truth. You do those two things and they will, they will, they will respond to you like never before. So instead of getting frustrated and upset and mad because they disrupt such a thing, I'm like, okay, guys, I get it. You know, you just, you, wisdom. Okay, the third role. The third role that the Holy Spirit plays in, in our leadership is his teaching and revelation. The Holy Spirit teaches us and reveals spiritual truths, which is necessary. The Holy Spirit helps us to interpret and understand scripture. How many times before you even read, you go, Holy Spirit, I invite you to come and join me as I begin to study your word. Amen. And the Holy Spirit helps us to receive the insight of preaching and teaching. If was if I was up here saying things that weren't quite right, your knower needs to know that it's like, hey, that guy's not right. And then I would hope that if you uh, were comfortable enough, you could get Pastor Nancy and 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 come to that person and say, hey, look, uh, you know, uh, what you're teaching, you need to go back and restudy that because that isn't quite what the word says, interprets, and means. Amen? So, but the Spirit helps us with that. So, um, in John fourteen twenty six, the word says, but my helper or counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring remembrance of all that I had said to you. Amen? So, the Holy Spirit helps teach and reveal the power of the Word and gives us great understanding of the Word. Role number four Role number four is the spirit of conviction and correction as leaders. The, whole, the Holy Spirit convicts and corrects church leaders, helping them recognize and address any areas of sin in their life or their ministry. Because again, I've seen this where, uh, I've seen it in our church where we bring somebody in, not this church, other churches, I can only speak by that. But where they bring somebody in, they get a little traction as leadership, and the next thing they know, they they are misaligned to the things of God. They're misaligned to the things that are really going on in the church. Actually, they have... Uh, motives that only benefit them and not the body of Christ. We've all seen that, okay? So uh, the Spirit, if the guy is truly seeking to lead by the power of the Spirit, he will come under conviction and then he will receive his correction because the Holy Spirit will act as a guide. He will gently correct us. He'll redirect us. He'll redirect our thinking. So... The Spirit's job in that order is to lead us towards righteousness and the alignment to our purpose. Amen? Psalms 119, 133. Keep steady my steps according to your word or your promise, and let no iniquity get dominion over me. I thank the Holy Spirit for his conviction and correction. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it hurts, sometimes it's painful, but it's needed. There's been many a times that I'm going along just fine, and then I peel off just a little, and within a short period of time, I am so far from the things of God that I'm thankful. And sometimes it's just a rebuke from my wife. She'll say, hey, Mitch Ford. (laughs) You know, she will. I mean, she's in tune to those things, you know. (laughs) Or even, yeah, I mean... (laughs) Hey, I'm being real. I'm being honest. I mean, and I'm thankful for that. I am so thankful that I have a, a woman in my life that will that will help me in that regard. Because I can, I can get pretty spun up sometimes because of business and get distracted. But uh, I thank the Holy Spirit for his conviction and correction in my life. Amen. Amen? Number five. Number five, the fifth role is the unity and discernment of the Holy Spirit. This is a really, this is a, I, I love this one. The Holy Spirit brings unity among church leaders. It is a power of us. When we're in unity, it's a power of us. Acts 4.32 says that all the believers were one heart and mind. They were in unity and one accord. You remember We've heard that many times. They were in one accord. They were in unity and one accord. Well, here's what the Lord showed me on that. Unity is, is being in agreement. The one accord, the one accord is us working towards that same purpose that we agree upon. Okay? That's the one accord. Now we have purpose and we're working towards that purpose. It's a focus on the same goal. And as the word says, they were one heart. So let me, unity is being in agreement. One accord is working towards that purpose, that agreement of purpose. Amen? The scripture goes on that says, no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. Verse 33 says, with great power, the apostles continued to testify the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and much grace was given upon them. As we look at the Holy Spirit working in us collectively as a group It becomes a power of us. And unity is one of the greatest, greatest tools to fight the adversary. Greatest tool. United we stand, divided we fall. That's why we're watching this nation begin to crumble because the enemy has been able to come in and to get us divided. And so we have got to, as a church, as I'm I'm so thankful that we're doing Unite the Light, as churches come together and gather, hopefully the power of us will leave from that place and go and begin to make an impact on our nation and through the churches to where we can all stand together and fight against this darkness. For us to fight against that. Listen, Sometimes the whole thing seems overwhelming. But if we can all learn to agree and work towards a common goal, and number one, that's to get to heaven, but that's to take as many people with us to heaven. And that's, that's also where we have the boldness to declare that is wrong and that's not the way it's supposed to be. That's, that's not truth. That's not right at all. So we have to rise up. See, that, that's where we go on with this discernment. The Holy Spirit also grants us discernment, helping us recognize and address spiritual matters that are not of God, things that are not of God. Not spirit. Anyway, things not of God, <laughs> like false teachings, potential pitfalls that the church may be facing or could face. Um, the other thing that's key is uh, distinguishing between the Holy Spirit or the works of the enemy. A quote that I wrote down that I like is that the heart of spiritual discernment is being able to distinguish between the voice of the word, world or the voice of God. The heart of spiritual discernment is being able to distinguish the voice of the world or the voice of God. 1 John 4.1, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. The Holy Spirit plays a major role in helping us with this. But we've got to let him do it. We've got to give him room in our lives to do it. Amen? The last roles of the Holy Spirit working through leadership is through empathy and Compassion. That's why we're here, because we have a heart for people. We have a heart for God, but the love of God that floods our life also gives us a love for the people. Good, bad, or indifferent, we love everybody. We want everybody to be saved, amen? Empathy and compassion are different forms. Empathy and compassion are different forms, but they are from the same emotion. Empathy is a feeling or empathy is having the feeling of one's pain. It's empathy, feeling the person's pain that you're talking to or you're helping. But compassion, compassion is required when we take action in helping them with that pain. It's interesting, I saw that. Uh, there are two different forms, but they're the same emotion that we experience. We experience that emotion by some news you just got here a few minutes ago. You're like oh man i hate to hear that i hate to hear that for that person what can i do for that person well the compassion part is pray let's pray for him because we can't physically get up and change your situation but we know who can change the situation so that's that's the understanding between what when the spirit when we experience the spirit moving in our lives through empathy and compassion Amen, the Holy Spirit cultivates this more so in leaders than your normal congregants, believe it or not, because we're really in tune to what God is we 're striving to be in tune with what god's doing as leaders. Amen, so the Holy Spirit enables leaders to care for the needs of the congregation too he gives us he gives us that gift to help where we can. I had a situation and this was this is a guy that's He's not in the church, but he's a guy that I do business with. And he texts me Wednesday night explaining to me he's in a lot of pain emotionally and financially due to his business. And I, I responded back through the text, some positive Christian, biblical teachings. This guy's not saved, but he come looking for a saved guy. He's looking for answers. And so I set it up, and I had a busy Friday, but I, I took, took a piece of my day and went and took that guy to lunch and shared with him uh, how to navigate mentally. When we get into tough moments, you got to engage this mindset. you got to engage a mindset that says, hey, look, this is tough. I may not know what this future looks like going through this, but I know who holds the future. I know, I know that I am more than a conqueror through a situation. I can get through this. So I try to teach people, and, and, and I've studied a lot about mindset for me personally, to where I can rise above and that I can be at a high level of performance regardless whatever I'm involved in that's good, bad, or indifferent, I want to be a top performer. I want to to be able to be that guy that can look at a situation asymmetrically and go, okay, and and this is all from a gift from God to where we can get through that situation. And I deal with stuff like that all the time, actually, not life and death stuff, but, you know, in business. So the Holy Spirit helps lead us to understand the struggles and challenges that the people we are ministering to faces. The Holy Spirit gives us that understanding. And the Holy Spirit helps the leaders through the power of the Spirit to help the leaders effectively minister to those people. Because there's a lot of times we may never realize the impact that we made on that person by just taking five minutes and sharing God's love, God's wisdom, and I, I, I say it all the time because I'm always asking for it uh, all through the day is, God, I need wisdom concerning this. I need a direction on that. How can I do this? How should I do that? I really, I, I, I mean, I'm on the phone with him all day long asking. I really am. And when I'm helping somebody or working with somebody that's struggling, I underneath my my breath, okay, God, please, please, please help me represent you in this manner that I can help this guy break through and that someday he'll understand where that power, you know, you know what I mean? He, all right. So, all right. We can look at Jesus as our example concerning the role as a spirit uh, led leader. There's many examples that we can glean from where you could see Jesus's empathy and compassion for the people. Amen. So he's a great example towards that. And he should be one that we, as we have always done, study that for our own lives. So in closing, it's important that we as church leaders cultivate a personal relationship with our Holy Spirit. This is done through prayer, through study of the word, through praise and meditation. I mean, it's, it's like I'm taking time for this. I'm up at six o'clock in the morning. I'm up at 5.30 in the morning. Just spending my morning with him to map out my day. But before I even get my day mapped out, I thank him, I exalt him, I praise him. I'm, I'm so thankful, always. So Galatians 6, 9 says, and I wanna encourage you with this. Let us not become weary as our leaders, as leaders of, of the church, let us not grow weary in well doing, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So allow the Spirit to work in your life. Push, 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 P U S H, push. The crossing to push is pray until something happens. We've all heard that. Pray until something happens. Push in prayer, push in prayer. Amen push. So anyway, I'm going to close real quick in prayer. Thank you for being here with us today. Um, It's what the Lord gave me. I shared my heart with you today the best I could. And I just pray that it blesses you and because it blessed me in the study of this word. So heavenly father, we come to you this morning again, and we thank you for your Holy spirit. Father God, I pray that each and every leader throughout this entire ministry seeks you and seeks the power of the Holy Spirit to move in their life and play the role that you have helping us lead the people of of the kingdom of heaven. And let us not grow weary in well-doing, but let us continue to be aware that we will reap a great harvest in due season. And may the anointing of the Lord be upon us. Now, Father, I always like to pray. I ask that you bless us and keep us, that you make your face to shine upon us and be gracious to us and that you lift up your countenance and give us peace. I pray that righteousness, peace, and joy of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God, consume us, and that we are like a tree planted by the streams of living water, that our leaves never wither, and we produce fruit in every season, and that everything that we may touch or wherever we may go shall be blessed. I thank you now and pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.